0: hello friends and welcome to another episode of twirl talk podcast I am your host Liz Cox and y'all today is our last episode of season one I I'm sad I really am I'm sad to to end this really fun thing that we've started and um, don't worry we'll be back there will be more seasons but we're gonna take a several month break um, and we'll come back with season two in the fall but guys we are finishing strong here we are are so freaking excited for today's episode. It is a long one, it's probably the longest episode we've had to date, but that's because it's jam-packed full of so many things. If you have listened to Twirl Talk Podcast, you have heard us talk about the Enneagram in nearly every single episode. <laughs> we love it we value it we think that it is just incredibly impactful to a person's life and their community and their relationships and truly can help cultivate someone living their best life and not in the cheesy like hashtag living my best life but like truly living as their best self um, and flourishing and thriving because of it. So today, our guest on the podcast is Beth McCord of Your Enneagram Coach. If you don't follow her on Instagram already, you're missing out. But Beth is a certified Enneagram Coach. She has built an incredible Enneagram coaching business and We are such huge fans of her. She is bringing so much wisdom and compassion and kindness and. Um, just relevancy to this whole topic of the Enneagram and what it means for our lives, for our relationships, for our marriages, and for our hearts, y'all. It's so good. It's so good. And a lot of what we'll talk about today is faith-based. All of us are Christians, and so a lot of what we talk about is a gospel-centered view of the Enneagram. So I'm just going to warn you now um, that that will be a large focus of us as we talk about the Enneagram, just contextually, it will be based on that, on our faith. Um, so, warning, if you are not of the Christian faith, uh, this may, it, it may feel a little weird to you, but, um, you know, I think you should, I think it's totally still worth a listen, and I hope that it's encouraging to you no matter your faith journey, faith walk, you um, whether it exists or doesn't exist, the Enneagram and how Beth explains it is really incredible. So also stay tuned to the end because we've got some awesome discounts for the resources that Beth mentions in this podcast. So stay tuned for those till the end. I will share those discounts for you guys and you're going to want them <laughs> by the time this episode is over. So I'm going to quit rambling and just let Beth do her thing because she's about to rock y'all's world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with the absolutely amazing Beth McCord. Okay, guys, today is sadly our finale of season one, but we're going out with a bang. We are so stinking excited. Beth McCord of your Enneagram coach is our guest today on the podcast. And we have fangirled over her for, well, a, a long, a t- yeah, a long of, time, long time. Cause we've loved the Enneagram for about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And then Beth came into our life. Thank you, Instagram. And you know, it's just been the best. <laughs> um, but Beth, tell us who you are, what you do. We'll get into like the actual Enneagram and all that stuff here in a minute, but just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, family hobbies, and how you got into how you became the Enneagram coach.
1: Yeah. Um, well, great. So as everyone just heard, I'm Beth McCord and I live in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville. And I'm married to Jeff, who is a type six with a five wing counter uh, phobic six. So people that know the Enneagram want to know the details. Um, And we've been married almost 24 years. So we're coming up on 24, got married when we were 20, had two kids by the age of 25. So we have Nate who is now 20 and Libby who is 18. So they're both in college. Um, and Nate is a six with a seven wing social subtype. So almost like his dad, but a little different. Um, and then Libby is a type two and she uses both her wings pretty evenly. So, um, we're still not a hundred percent sure, but she is a self-preservation two, which is the counter type of two. I know that some people are going, what is she talking about? <laughs> there are a few people jealous. out there, there are a few people out there that know this and they're gonna want to know. So yeah, that is my family. Oh, I am a type nine with an eight-wing, which is interesting inside. <laughs> so yeah. you got the peacemaker and the challenger battling it out internally. Huh. Um and I am the one-to-one type nine, uh, for those that want to know the details, (laughs) and I started learning about the Enneagram around 2001, when my kids were at the time one and three, so we were introduced to it when I, or my husband was attending seminary in St. Louis. um, At Covenant? At Covenant Seminary, yes. I almost
0: went there before I started working. Oh,
1: that's so fun, yeah. Um, Covenant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and my brother is actually the professor of counseling, or one of them. I would have been his student. Oh, this is wild.
2: I know. I love it. Um,
1: So, we were all at the time, way back in the day, all there together, students and stuff. Um, And it was just really hard. So, what I tell a lot of people is you know, my husband and I got married at 20. We we really did love each other and do love each other. But just like every marriage has been married longer than a honeymoon, you're like, wait, what? Why why is this so different than engagement? And then you add a bunch of kids in the mix and all of a sudden you're stumbling over each other time and time again. And, um, it was just really getting rough. I mean, seminary is wonderful. It is. It's also super hard with kids in the mix, full-time jobs and all that kind of stuff. So we had friends that were seeing a counselor and he pointed to our friend to read an Enneagram book from a Christian perspective, He gave it to us. My husband kind of flipped through it. I mean, he's already reading a ton of books and he was like, "Mm, yeah, interesting. I took it and I just, and I am not a reader. So I grew up with a reading disability. So I'm a really slow reader. So I like read it and just devoured it. Like it was just as if someone totally spoke directly to my soul (laughs) and since being a type nine, we like live in this really deep fog, especially when we haven't done our own self work. And for someone to literally wipe that fog off my um, windshield and give me some clarity to my inner self, it was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, yes, that's true. I could never have said it myself mm-hmm. and I would never probably found out about it myself or it would have taken me like probably 50 years. <laughs> and I mean, it's like really not an exaggeration. All the nights were out there shaking their head. Like, yes, that is so true.
2: Amen. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. And so, um, so for some reason it just clicked with me and I just understood it. Um, But being a good nine, I kept it hidden for years and just kind of read and studied on my own. And then I would share it with my husband a little here and there, and then he got intrigued and then it started really helping our marriage. Eventually we started kind of using it with people in the church that we were working with and they saw great results, but it was very organic, right? Just in in nature. It was beautiful. Um, Fast forward many, many years um, I was down here now in Nashville, Tennessee. So we were in St. Louis, then Kansas City, then Normal, Illinois, then Nashville, Tennessee. So wow, did the whole moving thing. Yeah. But when we were in Nashville, probably the first two years we were here, I like nobody knew that I knew the Enneagram. There's several reasons that I won't go into detail for that um, had to do with my husband's job, but we did share it with a few really close people from in our church
2: mm-hmm.
1: and their marriage is totally transformed. Mm. As a nine, nines don't think that their presence matter and their voice doesn't matter. So that's kind of why we hide. We want other people to shine and push others ahead of us. So even in this whole time, I'm giving out little crumbs and they're just soaking it up and just eating it and just really gaining a lot. But I still couldn't see the value that I was offering. So um, I started working for Michael Hyatt. Um, a lot of people know who he is. If not, go to michaelhyatt.com and you'll be blown away at how amazing <laughs> he is and his resources. Um, And what he helps people to do is to to develop their own platform. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could be with anything, whether it's a business, you're a speaker, writer, whatever. And it just kind of dawned on me, like, wait, we could do this online, like with the Enneagram. And anyway, long story short, my husband was out of a job for quite a while. And God literally pushed this nine up against the wall and was like, you're going to start something because you guys need finances and nothing's coming through. Hmm. So after seeing how Michael Hyatt's team has done an amazing job in getting some ideas from them, hmm. we then went ahead and kind of launched your Enneagram coach hmm. Not knowing pretty much anything, <laughs> um, but just trusting God and just taking yeah. all the resources that we had the knowledge that we had and just went step-by-step step. and God just has really used it. He hmm. helped me develop a way to coach with the Enneagram, because if I were to coach you guys right now and I sat down and said, okay, let's Mm -hmm. talk Enneagram. And you're looking at me like, okay,
2: what do we do? (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially people that don't know. So we've developed a plan, a three-step process called discover, explore, and become. So you Mm -hmm. discover your type, explore your type, so you can become your most authentic self. And that's where we are today.
0: Mm -hmm. And how long ago was that launch?
1: That was 2016. Okay. January of 2016, I got my certification because, and you don't really need it, but it's like you know that would be really good if I had that. Yeah. So went ahead and got my advanced certification in Enneagram coaching, came home and launched your Enneagram.
0: Here we are.
1: Here we are.
2: And that's three years later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's grown tremendously. Yeah.
1: It has. God is just. I mean, hey. When he says he's going to do something, you just, all right, right. Just buckle yeah. in. While he do it. He know, do it. Yes. Buckle in. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's where this year is. Um, I mean, every year has just really grown a lot, but this year is going to be huge. Um, God has given us the privilege for my husband and I to write a marriage book on the Enneagram. So it's called Becoming oh. Us. Oh, wow. oh my, oh, my gosh. gosh. You can see it in Amazon and you could pre-order it but you won't get it until October. Cause it's still, you know, they're still doing all the final stuff or whatever, yeah. but it's becoming us using oh. the Enneagram to create a thriving gospel centered marriage. Um, and it's going to just be a really great book. I was so excited for people. Oh gosh, um,
0: amazing. This, this is but, like the perfect
2: interview. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> You've my been heart. prepping for this for forever. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> um, and then we're also on top of that, developing a marriage course. Now here's where it becomes interesting is we are actually going to customize the course for all 45 couple combinations.
2: Oh, oh So like,
1: so like for you and your husband that are a three and a six, you would purchase the three and a six course. What? And we would be speaking directly to you guys. So that is going to be daunting and we're ready yeah. for it, <laughs> but it's going to be, we just know that that is what people are really wanting Um, And so we're going to take that on. So that will probably be released sometime in early summer. Cool. Um, And then the other thing that happened this year that's going to come out in November is that HarperCollins Christian Publishing asked me to write nine books, one for each type. And these are like gift books, journal books. And so I'm literally going to coach each type through their own little journal book. And that will come out in November. So oh, yes
2: incredible.
1: big year, is which is really year.
2: fun. Yeah. Know,
1: right? Oh like my gosh. Little nine, like, I'm just gonna be quiet. Guys like, uh, no, I don't think so. No.
2: Jokes <laughs> on you. <Don't laughs> exactly. <think
1: so. gasps> no. um, oh
2: my god. Will the marriage course be like for people that aren't familiar, you have the exploring you courses that you can purchase online? Will it yes. be so similar will, to that?
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be similar to that. So in the beginning of the marriage course, we are going to to touch a little bit of kind of the introductory material, not as much as I do in discovering you, which is an online course that people can purchase right now. And we'll give you guys a coupon code to put in the show notes. Oh,
0: amazing. So that
1: if people are like, okay, what is the Enneagram again? Like I am so lost, you know, or I kind of get it. What I do is, you know, when we're in high school and we're reading Shakespeare and our eyes want to roll back in our head and like, everyone says, this is amazing, but it's like a foreign language, right? Yeah. Well, then you get the cliff notes and you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I get it. Why couldn't you have just said it like that? Yes. Right. Yes. That's what I do with the Enneagram. So discovering you is taking all the complexity of the Enneagram Mm -hmm. and I distill it down into this really easy course. Mm -hmm. And it's only two hours long, 14 modules, about 10 minutes Mm -hmm. each with a workbook, beautifully laid out workbook. Actually, it's a really great resource just to have, yeah. um, and that just buy it, get some popcorn, watch it with your friends and family. You yeah. guys will be amazed at how much you're going to learn just from that. It takes any mm-hmm. people from either beginner or intermediate all the way to almost advanced. Okay. Not quite. Wow. But almost. And so that's just a great place to begin. Now the marriage course will have something similar inside, just not as detailed because we want to get to the meat, uh, yeah. the marriage stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. but we also want people that are coming fresh into it to have something to gain traction on. Yeah. So there'll be a little bit of that in there too. Okay. But if they want more, just backpedal into discovering you mm-hmm. and move your way forward.
0: Yes. Incredible. That is incredible. Like what a ministry that God yeah, has given I, you.
1: I, I do. I love it. I just love what I do. So that's
0: amazing. That's
1: know. like, so I'm always like,
0: everyone should become an Instagram coach. <laughs> 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 I like the best. Yes. I want my best friend to be one
1: so bad. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. Cause I just get to sit in front of people. We go through a process, which is my explore process. And there's five uh, sessions with five guide sheets. And through those five sessions, like you see the first like two sessions and they're having aha moments like, Oh wow. Yeah. But they're still stuck. Right. They're still in quicksand. They just understand how to move forward. Why is okay. this happening? And then, especially by session five, I mean, they're like literally coming to the session glowing like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, my life has totally transformed. I see things completely different and I like get to watch this every single day and it's just the coolest thing. So
2: I just love
0: what I do. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, that's amazing. Well,
2: that's a perfect, yes, totally that is a perfect segue. Great. So we, we should probably tell the people that don't know a little bit. What are we bit. talking about? Right. What is the, what is the slang language? language? Yeah. we. Almost every podcast interview we've done has Thumbs ended up. up talking about the Enneagram and what that person's type is. Mm-hmm. So now at the conclusion of season one, we're <laughs> going to give that gift to all of the other yes. listeners. I'm like, what in the world are y'all talking about? Yes. So, and why is this word so weird? Like,
1: I, why is it, right. right.
2: How do you spell it? How many E's are there? Um, <laughs> so just give us a brief explanation of what it is, the history, the number characteristics. How the wings and triads work? Yeah, great. We could go. This could be like
1: a whole. whole, Yes, it is a whole course, but we will just like bring it. Yeah, Cliff Notes version. Distill it. The Cliff Notes version of the Cliff Notes version.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Then
2: they can go on Instagram and watch their number. Yes. Videos and figure it all out. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if what I say still doesn't make sense, you can either get Discovering You and watch the two hour course. Um, or like she said, go to Instagram and I have, um, right now we're actually doing a series on core motivations. So you're going to look at the core fears, core desires, core weakness, and the core longing. Now we're only right now in the record while we're recording right now in core fear. Mm -hmm. Um, but those are what your personality hinges on those core Mm -hmm. motivations. So let me backpedal and start with what is the Mm innate. So the Enneagram, so the word Enneagram is Greek and it means Ennea means nine and gram means uh, diagram or drawing. So when you look at the symbol, um, it is a nine pointed geometric figure or it looks like a nine pointed star. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: each of those points represent a main personality type. Now, they have lines just like when you draw a star. So people might not be seeing it because they're in the car, who knows where they are. Yeah. Um, there are lines just like when you draw a star, but there's nine points to this. So those lines really do matter because the Enneagram fundamentally is like your internal GPS. So just like those that are in the car right now using their GPS, and it's probably interrupting as I'm talking, right? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's chiming in. <laughs> Shut <laughs> um, up, Siri. Exactly, but... We really do need to use it. Like I was just speaking the other day up in Peoria, Illinois, and I had um, a friend who lives there and she dropped me off after dinner and she's like, oh yeah, the church is just like straight down that road, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I got up the next day, I was like, sweet, I'm just going to drive. I don't need my GPS. She said, it's just right down here. Can't miss it. Well, we were on the other road, (laughs) not, I think she thought I was on the, the next road. So I'm driving and driving and in Imperial, Illinois, once you're out of quote unquote city limits, there's nothing, you know? Oh, wow. And I'm like driving and driving going, I don't think this is right. Well, I was uh, already like 10 minutes out from where no, I should have been. No. Now it was okay. Cause I was getting there super early, but I just laughed cause I'm like, Beth, this is the whole point of why you have to use the GPS and know how to use it. So with the Enneagram, it is like your internal GPS. And just because you know you have an internal GPS doesn't help you if you don't use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Right, so totally. this internal GPS, your main type is your current location. So mm-hmm. You definitely need to have your GPS working in the sense of, it needs to know where you're starting from.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: need to find your main Enneagram type. Once you do that, then you know where your best destination is or your healthiest destination, which is like for me, I was trying to get to that church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you find your main type, it will, the Enneagram literally shows you, oh no, here's your best destination. This is what it looks like when you're at your healthiest. Mm-hmm. And so then what you'll do is you'll um, start reading about it and understanding it, but it also which is probably I mean, that's powerful, trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's more powerful is it lets you know when you're veering off course, just like your GPS does when it's like, okay, uh, make a U turn, <laughs> like, yeah, or yeah. and that's like when it's nice, right? Like, we actually, oh my gosh, this was so funny. We were somewhere in Illinois, I think going to like my son's soccer game <laughs> or whatever, and I don't know where the GPS was taking us, but we finally got to literally a dead end in a cornfield, and she said, and I'm not kidding. Now get out and walk the rest of the way. Stop. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I was like, wait, that is like, what? And then like, you're looking around, like all it is, is like six foot cornfields. It's like, (laughs) Um, but what's so funny is when, when we're using the Enneagram as our internal GPS, it is going to let you know when you veer off course. And that is so important because you and I every day Mm -hmm. do the same patterns, right? Yeah. And we fall into the same pitfalls time and time again. And in the past for me, that brought a lot of shame, self-condemnation and fear. Yeah. And I would just beat myself up, especially as a pastor's wife. It was like, mm-hmm. am I not a Christian? Like, is there any sanctification right. happening here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand. And so I used that the same falling in the same pitfall mm-hmm. actually as just to heap on more pain and condemnation and shame mm-hmm. for myself. But what God graciously did is when I started studying the Enneagram, he used that to say, no, that's actually a gift because your personality type, when you aren't doing well, you're going to keep going into that same pit time mm. and time again. So now what we do is I teach people how to set up the rumble strips on the highway. Mm. You know, when you're driving and you veer up mm-hmm. and you're swatting the kids in the back and your yeah. car goes off, you don't want to go off the road, right? You just want to be able to get them to stop. Um, but a lot of times we're like, we, we start looking, we look back at the road and like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like there was no cars around, you know? Um, but the Enneagram, once you recognize, Oh, that is what I do when I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. Then you set up the rumble strip, which meaning the next time that happens, you want to alert yourself. You want to be aware now of like, Oh, I can see that my heart is starting to veer off course. And I need to make a course correction. Now, You you know a lot of us are like okay well I'll just do it myself I'll set up things in place well actually it doesn't quite work that way, it's really a surrendering and depending on Christ to help us navigate ourselves back onto the best path, Mm -hmm. and He helps us now obviously we we do our part right right but ultimately if you think you're going to be able to do it on your own I'm telling you with with 18 years of experience using anagram. You just can't do it by yourself. You just can't, but we know someone that will and wants to, and can. Mm -hmm. So that's where the Enneagram is great. So when you guys feel the rumble strip or you land into that ditch, you don't need to have shame, self-condemnation, fear. You need to humble yourself and go, I can't do this on my own. I'm so sorry to whoever it was that felt Mm -hmm. the ramifications, um, knowing that we're already safe. Everything's been taken care of. Our relationship status with God is secure, we're loved, we're cherished, and he has now given us a tool to know that, but also to come back to him and he gets us back on that best destination path. So in a nutshell, that is the Enneagram, is this internal GPS that's going to let you know beautifully, yes, I know it's painful, you're totally veering off course, but also more importantly, how to be your best self.
0: Mm. What a like beautiful description of the Enneagram. Yes. I'm like, I can just weep right now. I
2: know. <laughs> yes. I'm know. i sitting here. They, they won't be able to see it, but I'm like leaning in oh. Like,
0: Tell me everything. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: Well, and then you asked about, and if you want me to, I'll explain the wings and those things. Um, now the history of the Enneagram, I'm really just not going to get into it too much because really nobody knows. Like,
2: yeah.
1: I've listened to the master teachers and they'll say, well, there was this and there's this and it was, you know, used that symbol was used over 2000 years ago. And, you know, from the desert fathers and mothers and the Sufis and the this, and I'm like, you know what, I just need to focus on how this can illuminate my heart. Meaning what we really want to know is, is my heart aligned, misaligned or out of alignment with the gospel?
2: Mm.
1: Do I understand who I am? And am I able to live out my true identity this allows you to know your heart and like kind of like a temperature am i sick am i not sick am i doing well am i not doing well and so but the enneagram is just a tool guys it is literally just a tool yeah for us the gospel is a transformation and so this is just helping us to know am i trusting it am i believing it or am i just doing it all in my own strength and that's when things go awry now In the Enneagram, there are lots of layers, and we're only gonna cover a few here. The wings are the numbers adjacent to your type, meaning I'm a type nine, and if you looked at the symbol, it's kind of like a clock if you only had nine numbers on the clock, right? Mm -hmm. So those are driving, Um, and next to the type nine, because there's only nine types, next to the type nine, the nines at the top, is eight and one. Those are my wings. It's not the numbers across from me or anything like that, just the two numbers next to your number think of these as salt and pepper and you are a beautiful flame mignon. So <laughs> right? yes. like you're, just, you're amazing and you, you've cooked your steak perfectly, but if you haven't seasoned it, you know, I mean, it's still great, right? Like you yeah. perfectly it's, but the salt and pepper bring out, draw out some of the beautiful aspects of the flame mignon that's already there. Mm-hmm. You don't become the salt and pepper. So you stay your mm-hmm. main type with the core motivations that are already in place but when you're healthy, you're using your wings, attributes and characteristics in a positive way, meaning you've seasoned yourself perfectly. But if you're not healthy mm-hmm. and you're misaligned with the gospel or out of alignment, guess what? You all of a sudden are over seasoning or under seasoning and that just doesn't mm-hmm. work right. So I'll give you an example of myself as a nine peacemaker. Mm-hmm. I um, want everyone to be happy, calm, peaceable, harmony, et cetera. Well, When I'm using my one wing in a healthy way, they bring a lot of wisdom and truth and insights and details and precision. So that would just make that harmony that much more precise. The eight, when they're healthy, they plow paths for people. Mm -hmm. And so think Martin Luther King Jr. That would be a healthy eight. Well, that would mean this peaceful nine is going to plow a path in a very healthy way. Think of um, Nelson Mandela. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm not doing well, (laughs) <laughs> and I yeah. use my wings. The nine who can get irritated that people are bothering them because they just want their peace can with the one wing become critical and judgmental and picky, but still in a nice way, but you're going to feel an undertone bite. Mm-hmm. Then with the eight wing, that's what I am. It feels like the Hulk's inside and I'm just like, please <laughs> don't <laughs> upset me. Like I just want to stay peaceful. And then, you know, of course, like, especially being a mom, you get your buttons push quite a bit. Mm
0: -hmm. And then it feels like
1: the Hulk wants to come out. Now, my family always says the Hulk is not quite the Hulk in you, but it feels (laughs) like it for the nine though. (laughs) Yeah. But I will go to bat for people, especially if I see someone being harmed Mm -hmm. or disrespected. And I'm not going to do it quite like an eight would do it, but I will speak my piece if I need to. Um, but I just need to do it in a healthy way versus an unhealthy way. So Mm. that's just to show you how we do use the two types next to us in a variety of ways. So again, it's all about where's your heart condition. Mm. Um, And then we won't get into it, but there, the lines matter. It shows you when you're in growth or in stress Um, and there's, you can go to the highs and the lows of both the numbers that you're connected to. Most of the time, in the beginning lessons, we talk about what it's like to go under stress with one number and growth in another. But these are really helpful too as a nine. When I'm veering off course and I'm stressed, all of a sudden I take on a lot of those six attributes of worry. My mind's racing. I'm defensive. I'm irritable. So that peaceful nine is no longer there.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and um, But here's the good news is that though that's not you know enjoyable for me or others, mm-hmm. I can now recognize that it's happening and I can own it and apologize for it knowing that I'm already safe and secure in my identity, but also my family can know it and not take it so personally. Right. Yeah. And they can yeah. go, I think she's struggling because this is what happens when she is like under a lot of stress or not doing well. And so instead of them taking it personal as a personal tech, then switching it saying, Hey mom or Beth, you know, how, you know, how are you doing? Because it, it seems like you're under stress because the way things are happening right now, can I help you in some way? Like, wouldn't that be great if people spoke yes. that language to you and saw yes. mm-hmm. like, oh, you're drowning instead of putting you down for it or getting yeah. upset with you. Right. Yeah. So this is, these are the ways that we can use the Enneagram with one another. And then when I'm growing, now my family knows what it looks like when I'm doing well. And now they can cheer me on maybe for them. So here's, here's an example for you being a three For me, it's it's a stretch to do amazing three stuff, but that is the path that I go when I'm growing. So for you, if we were like friends, you might see me doing some really healthy three stuff. Like, yeah, that's the water I swim in. I mean, I that you wouldn't affirm me, but it'd be like, yeah, that's just what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's like exhausting, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. you know,
1: to get out there every day. And so now my family knows, oh, those patterns are really hard for her, but she's really moving forward. And then it can encourage me. And then you being a three, I can see when you're growing, oh wow, that's hard for her. Let me encourage her in that. Like that, that is really something that she's really excelling in. And it just helps us to see one another through a different lens Mm -hmm. so that we can come alongside and support each other whether we're struggling or we're growing. So that's Mm -hmm. in a nutshell a few of the layers of the Enneagram. Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's so good. I feel like one of my favorite things about the Enneagram is because it it does facilitate such compassion and empathy when you understand yes. people and you feel understood mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, that, I think that was the thing with Enneagram for me is that it just obliterated kind of like what you were saying as a nine, like it took this fog off of you Yes. Uh, as a two. It was like, oh my gosh, for me, it opened my eyes to not unfortunately, but a lot of, um, wounding that had happened in my life and never having like an understanding of my behavior and Mm -hmm. then understanding that it's because I'm a two, I was like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's insane. And Mm -hmm. out of that, you know, getting healthy and being free and in the gospel Mm -hmm. alongside of it, um, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, the growth I've seen in both of us in the yeah. last year, year and a half has been insane, insane Yes, by God's grace for the Enneagram. but right.
1: And that's where the, where the Enneagram is super powerful. It, I mean, these are all yes. really powerful things. But what's more powerful is that each of our Enneagram types have a message that we long to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. the
1: gospel answers it perfectly. So mm-hmm. we try to get this from our parents originally, maybe some friends, coaches, teachers, etc., and then you know a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, and then your kids mm-hmm. and career. And it's never gonna work. Yeah, it's just never gonna work. And here's the reason: yeah. look up Jeremiah two thirteen, mm-hmm. and let that be a really like long journey for you. But what it says is. But it says, we have forsaken the spring of living water. So think of the living water literally right next to us, like right there,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: forsaken it. So you've turned from it and you've dug your own cisterns, cisterns that are broken and don't hold water. Now, Mm -hmm. cistern can be be anything from a clay pot Mm
0: -hmm. all the way
1: to like a well, but it just doesn't have water in it. You have to put water in it. Mm -hmm. So let's pretend it is a well, you know, that we've dug and we've built up. Well, it's broken. So mm-hmm. let's say my husband is one of the people for the last 24 years, I demand you fill this cistern, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I've turned from the spring of living water and I can see I'm thirsty and I long for something. So there's a message we all long for, for the nine, it's your presence matters. Mm-hmm. And I've demanded that from my husband in many different ways that he fill mm-hmm. that up. But even if he has a hose, And he is pouring the water in, trying his best to say your presence matters. It won't work because it's broken. So Mm -hmm. what we need to do, so all of our types have ways that we're trying to quench that thirst to Mm -hmm. fill our heart up. Mm -hmm. And I just want everyone to know it won't work. But the great news of the gospel is you have it. So -hmm. if you just simply turn back to the spring of living water, he answers that core longing Mm -hmm. and that will completely free you. Like completely. And yeah. so that's what I, my main thing is, is to help people to see how the Enneagram explains that the gospel has fulfilled your longing.
0: Hmm. That re- I'm like Missy, I'd here hear. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It's such an amazing tool. It is. Well, and with that, I feel like I, we've had several, several friends cause they hear us gush over the Enneagram all day, but I think for some people, they either have taken Weird tests, they get inconclusive results, and so they live in this confusion of like, I, I want to know that I want to yeah. know the hope of the gospel through the Enneagram, but oh, like, right. I don't know what I, I am. Yeah, <laughs> so what would you say to that for people, um, figuring out how would you advise them in figuring out their real number? Absolutely, um, and i mean, wings to whatever, but um, and then also, we had a couple of people ask kind of in conjunction to that, can your number change over time? Um, or like what numbers are commonly mistyped? Like a lot of people, I'm a two, a lot of people have thought I'm a seven and I've Mm -hmm. heard twos and sevens Mm -hmm. can be mistyped as each other sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, kind of, kind of speak into that. How do you, yeah, absolutely. Um, so
1: with the enneagram the enneagram is telling you why that's the biggest word Mm -hmm. why you think feel and behave in particular ways Mm -hmm. so a lot of the other typologies which they're all great work will tell you what you do or your characteristics your outward manifestations preferences but this is telling you why so Mm -hmm. what we want to look at when you're trying to find your main type is the core motivations of all nine types to figure it out you will have core motivations from one type now we're born with our type and think of it as if you have sunglasses on that have all there's, there's nine different shades of sunglasses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's purple, red, etc. And you are born with a certain color and you see the world through that color. So you will interpret the world through your own lens. You are hardwired in your mind to think and process and feel certain ways based off of the way you see the world. So like you two, if we were to take your personalities and you looked at my logo, you would see that the type two is a teal color and the three is a green color. That doesn't mean like, Who's really are teal and <laughs> this is just my logo people. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say that those are the lenses that you guys are wearing and let's say you're twins and you grow up in the same household and you experience the same issues or the same childhood wounds, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to see it through different lenses mm-hmm. and you're going to interpret it through the lens and the wiring that's already in you. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people think, Oh, well that event happened. Therefore that's why I'm this type.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: that's why I want to explain this is because that's actually not accurate, in my opinion. Is the event happened, and depending on your type, depends on how you interpreted it and how you reacted to it based off the hardwiring of your type, based off the core motivations. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the core motivations are the core fear, the core desire, the core weakness, and the core longing. I'll explain those. So the core fear of all of us is like, oh my gosh, that literally cannot happen. Mm -hmm. And you try your best to prevent it, to keep it from happening. You will literally do anything. You'll hurt people. You'll do anything Mm -hmm. but not to happen. The core desire is, Oh my goodness. If I could just have that life would be perfect. The core weakness, which is also called the passion or the deadly sin in other circles. I call it the core weakness because it is the thorn in our side that we keep asking to be removed. And in God's grace and his mercy, he actually lets us to keep it because he wants us to know that we absolutely have to depend on him, that his strength is sufficient for us and his grace is powerful in us. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that's not like to be mean, but it is to, now he helps us with it. Right. We grow, we ebb and flow with it, but we constantly need to know that we need to surrender and depend on him. So the core weakness is like our Achilles heel. Then the core longing is the message our heart has always longed to hear, which really kind of wraps up what I was talking about with Jeremiah 2.13. And so what we want to do is to look at all core motivations of all nine types and find which one resonates the most Mm -hmm. because we do use all nine Enneagram types Mm -hmm. to varying degrees. So that's where people get confused. Like, well, I could see this and I could see that. Um, All Enneagram tests are about... 70 to about 85% accurate. And you might be thinking why, you know, well, it's trying to assess your inner world and depending on how well you know yourself is going to depend on how well yeah. you answer these questions. Yeah. So we use them as guideposts, um, helpful insights, those kinds of things, but it is not the definitive answer. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is if you go to your in the upper right-hand corner, it says take a free assessment. But when you click on that button, there's three steps that I encourage people to do because all tests aren't accurate. So the first is the assessment and you're going to, we're launching a new um, free assessment here soon where you'll see all the percentages of all nine types that you scored as. So you'll get a good feeling of where you landed, right? Right now, it's just you get your top score. Um, And so after you do that, go to step two. This is really important. Step two is a free PDF download and it shows you on the front and back, all core or all nine types and their core motivations, Mm -hmm. simple, easy, clear, really pretty designed. Mm -hmm. And you can use that as like a party, you know, with your party, like (laughs) sit down and like have this fun laughing conversation. But in all seriousness, it's showing you those core motivations and kind of maybe put a little score on it, like one to 10, like 10 being that's absolutely me, you know, and all the way down to one, like, Oh no. And see where you land. And then the top three scores start to do a deeper dive. Then the third step in the, that, where that link is, is the Discovering You course. And again, we're going to give you guys a coupon code. Um, Also, I think if you take the free assessment, it gives you a coupon code as well. Um, But that Discovering You course is me walking you through the Enneagram and, these types with their core motivation. So you can really see what the types are like. Mm -hmm. I'm not in that course. I'm not talking about the fluffy out um, external stuff. We're talking only about those core parts of that type. So you'll really most likely find your type. Worst case scenario, you don't find your type still, which can happen Mm -hmm. a lot of times for a lot of people, you get a coach that knows the Enneagram well, and they listen to you in their story, your story, and they guide you into discovering your type. They can't tell you your type. And if someone does, don't listen to them. Right. <laughs> you have to find your own type. Yeah. It's about your internal world. So those are the steps that I would recommend. But let me just say, finding your type can be really hard. Think of it as bell-shaped curve. There's a few people there that's like really obvious what they are. Yeah. Most people it's obvious to them. And then there are several people, at the other end of the bell-shaped curve that they don't know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's lots of mistypings out there because if you're looking at the outward manifestations You're going to be like, Oh, well, I'm probably that for instance, let's say, and you guys have these beautiful dresses behind you. Let's say everyone, you know, in like a beautiful room. Let's say everyone wants a beautiful room and a clean room. Mm -hmm. And I tell this a lot to people. Let's say the clean room. We all are going to do it for different reasons. The one's going to do it because it's the right thing to do. It's ethically morally procedurally right Yeah. Would anyone think else? You know, otherwise Yeah. are going to want a warm atmosphere for someone to feel very nurtured and cared for that. They have a place to be the three. They're going to be more concerned about their image. Is everything in the right place? Are people going to be admire me? Like, how is this going to advance my image? The four they're going to have their creativity and aesthetics and design so that you can see their authentic self through the design of the room, the five might want a clean room because they want to know where their resources are to get the knowledge and the insight as soon as possible. The six might want a clean room, one, because it's dutiful, it's faithful, it's responsible, it's being loyal, but also they might not want people to trip over something and hurt themselves. So they're thinking about all the ways to make the room, you know, safe. And then the sevens might want a clean room because they don't want it to hinder them from going out and having fun. Yeah. the eights do not want to be controlled by their room. They are going to dominate it. And so they might dominate their space <laughs> with keeping it clean. And then the nine, I, of course I'm a mom. So this like never happens, but I would love a clean home because actually, I mean, my house is pretty clean, but the way I would want it, because right. it's not nagging at me and I can just chill and relax.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And everything feels peaceful. So as you can see, we all, all those nine types want the exact same thing. And it might look like all the rooms are perfectly clean, but they're doing it for different reasons. So that's what we're trying to find out. Why are you doing it? So Mm -hmm. keep asking the why question to go as deep and as far as possible until you land on one of those core motivations. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Totally. makes sense. The top two types that struggle the most are nines and sixes. Nines because They have all the sunglass lenses, right? The yeah. different colors. Yeah. But, but their own. Their own is sitting on the table, but they're constantly putting on everyone else's, mm-hmm. but their own. Yeah. So when they're taking the assessment, guess what? They're like, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so they can't land on their type very well uh, because they don't know themselves as well because mm-hmm. they're in a fog. Okay. Uh, the six, they are two sides of a coin. Well, it could be this or that well, it depends. Mm -hmm. Maybe this, maybe that. And so for them, it's kind of hard because it's all about the, it depends. Okay. So, um, but then there's a lot of mistypings for lots of good reasons, twos and sevens. Well, they're both optimists of the Enneagram Mm -hmm, and they're both connectors relationally. Again, for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, The twos are very other people oriented, moving outward towards people. The sevens are trying to fill A core internal need. And so it tends, that doesn't mean that they're like selfish people. It means they have an internal need that they need to come inward more for. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to fill up this empty space inside. So again, understanding these core motivations are going to help you to hopefully not
2: mistype as as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, That's so good. It is good. And (laughs) I think it's important to remind people not to try to type people. Yeah. Um, and say, "I'll get oh, it wrong okay. more than you, you yeah, imagine like, oh, you're totally a seven and just yes. throw it out there and make them think that, um, because then that's going to make them skeptical of, mm-hmm. of figuring yeah. out their true number mm-hmm. when, when they go to take the test or read all of the different descriptions. Yeah. Cause a lot um, of people
1: wouldn't, um, name me as a nine. In fact, I had right. some, someone in my extended family that was like, you're not a nine. And <laughs> I'm like, mm. Of course, then me as a nine, I'm like, maybe I'm not, I don't maybe know, am I? <laughs> but it, you know, but I don't look like your typical nine, especially with the eight wing yeah. and I'm much more assertive and I get out there, speak in front of people, but here's the thing, like most of our presidents were nine. And mm. so, you know, just because we have an internal sloth doesn't mean we're just sitting back and not doing anything. We're in a hammock all day.
2: Like,
0: right. you know,
1: right. and so when you read the descriptions of the types, you can take that and bullet it way out of proportion.
2: Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so
1: you have to get to know the person. So yeah, absolutely. Don't. And there's so many layers to the Enneagram. You'll think, you know, a type, but you're wrong. <laughs> so, but don't. you don't type people. <laughs> right.
2: Right. Um, so how would you encourage somebody if they are super into the Enneagram and they're trying to get their spouse or partner mm-hmm. to buy into it as well? <laughs> Because there could be a lot of skeptics out there. Like, oh, yeah. Lots of skeptics, for sure. Or they're,
0: like, annoyed by the people that are so yeah, obsessed yes. <laughs> that into it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, okay, we get it. Yes. Yeah.
1: It, but here's the thing, and I'll just be kind of straight out honest. If you really got the Enneagram, you would be as passionate as a, yeah. as mm-hmm. the rest of us. Yeah, And that's mm-hmm. not a put-down,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: everybody... Is wondering why they struggle the way they struggle. Everybody's in quicksand. We don't understand why we're there. We're trying to get out of it. And the more we try, the more it makes it worse. And we don't understand. We're frustrated. Yeah. The Enneagram, depending on who is talking to you about it, mm-hmm. um, how they're talking to you about it, right? Can be really annoying. Yeah. So for all of you people that are annoying people, stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Enough. <laughs> Enough with you. Meaning and I can say that I am not know. I can say hard things, um, <laughs> but it, it's really true. We want to be as gracious as possible with the Enneagram. Do not use it as a sword or a shield. Don't go, oh, you're being such or whatever, you know, like that is yeah. just so hurtful because this is the yeah. most exposing anyone's going to ever be. Mm-hmm. And just because you know a type doesn't mean you know how you're really affecting them. Mm. For instance, a lot of people will go, oh, you're such an eight, blah, blah, blah. And eights are these really strong, have strong exteriors, mm. and they look like you're not affecting them. But guys, you're really, you really are. You're really hurting them. Mm. And so as an Enneagram coach and expert, I'm just saying, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> like you're hurting people. And so don't use it as a sword, but also don't use it as a shield. As a nine, I can't go, you know, I get distracted and I procrastinate. Like you're just going to have to deal with it, you know, right. like, no, I need to own it and mm-hmm. I need to work on it. I need to ask for help. So don't use it incorrectly because it is the most powerful personality tool that's out there Yeah, and we have to use it with empathy, with compassion, mm-hmm. because God created all these types to glorify him and to bless others and for us to help to get closer to him and others. But mm-hmm. if you use it wrong, you're totally going to hurt the tool and mm-hmm. those around you. So okay. stop it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, Actually, I'm not.
0: <laughs> But really stop it. <laughs> really stop it. <laughs>
1: um, but it is really important that you guys um, that are out there that you use it right. Because those that are skeptical, really actually do want to know this information. They really do because we all don't want to be stuck anymore. And so the way you handle the Enneagram is going to directly correspond with, are they going to listen? So Mm -hmm. if you work on yourself and they see the transformation in your life, Mm -hmm. that itself will make them intrigued and they'll want to know more. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: you don't have to force this on other people. They already want it. Mm -hmm. Just do your own work. Mm -hmm.
2: That's good. Very good. Yeah. If someone is skeptical and don't want to sit down and take the test themselves, would you ever recommend that somebody else sit down with them and help mm-hmm. them answer the questions? Cause we've kind of talked about that mm-hmm. before. Like, I think it would be helpful to have somebody that really knows you and knows your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sit down with you and say, no, you really maybe don't do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, so do you think that you find that helpful?
1: Yeah. I would actually get that free PDF that, you know, is mm-hmm. when you go to my link, take us free assessment at your The second step is that free PDF with the core motivations printed off and then just walk through that with them. That's actually what I do in my discover your type sessions. We literally look at that sheet together mm-hmm. and we talk through each of the types and what resonates with them, what doesn't, and just kind of pull it apart bit by bit but it can take people a very long time to find their type. It took my husband, well, my husband mistyped himself as an eight because Mm -hmm. sixes um, are the most complex on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. And there's some that look nothing like an eight, which is my mom. Mm -hmm. They're called the phobic sixes. We're not going to get into the details. And then on the very other spectrum of the same type, so the core wiring motivations are all the same, but they look very different on the outside. They're called counterphobic sixes. That's my husband. And they Mm -hmm. look like eights. So he thought he was an eight. And then we had a counselor say, no, you're not, you're not an eight. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, what? Because we were just focusing on these outward manifestations. Mm -hmm. So it then kind of rattled him enough that he kind of pushed pause for a while. And then later he came back. And when he found his real type, that's when the real transformation happened. So Mm -hmm. we just want people to have the space and the time to find their type. It's a journey. This is not a quick trip. This isn't a one-and-done deal. Right. And in fact, if you use the enneagram correctly, you're using it every day and in all your interactions with yourself, with others, and with God, mm-hmm. and with your like job and all that stuff. It's just a constant. I mean, like on the highway, you don't want to just all of a sudden not have a rumble strip. And right. if you live in Tennessee, in Franklin or Nashville, guys, I'm serious. It's crazy down here. Like we're on <laughs> windy roads on these hills, and there's no shoulder. There is no rumble strip. There's like trees literally next to the road. Like if you are not paying attention, you're going to crash. Yeah. And so you want to use this, these roads that are wide and have rumble strips and Mm. give you plenty of room to course correct. Right. So that's what you want to encourage people. Like just empathize with them. Don't you, haven't you struggled enough? Like, don't you want to know why you're struggling? And if they don't yet, then it's not their time. Don't force it on people.
0: That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, and with that, I feel like I'm kind of moving into the relational aspect of it, which that's that's kind of a good lead way of like partnering together to do Enneagram. Are there, because we've had a couple of people ask this as well, especially in the, you know, context of marriage and relationships, are there certain types that are more relationally compatible than others, or are there some that are like oil and water, like just like, well, always, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, how does that kind of, kind of work?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I always am really hesitant in saying specific types that mm-hmm. might struggle because here's the thing. If I were to say this type and this type could struggle in this way mm-hmm. and there's a marriage out there, guess what they're going to start to think? Oh my gosh. Yeah we shouldn't be together. And then it starts the spiral and it's actually just not true. What is, what is true? I mean, of course, okay, well, here's what's true. Every type combination, if they're healthy, they're aligned with the gospel and they're believing their true identity in Christ, apart from what their spouse is doing, Mm -hmm. they themselves are drinking from that spring of living water and they're being filled up. There, not demanding and and punishing people for not filling up that cistern. If they are getting everything they need from um, Christ, then they have this overflow towards their spouse. Even if their spouse is doing things bad and wrong and hurtful, our being should not be dependent on our spouse. Mm. It is affected. Sure. But it shouldn't be dependent. So you do your own work, let Christ be all that you need. And then you can graciously move into your spouse's life, not to fix them, but Mm -hmm. to love them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really important thing. So any type that is healthy mm-hmm. can be with any other type that's healthy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. honestly, if there's a marriage where one's healthy and the other isn't, whether it's slightly unhealthy to really unhealthy, mm-hmm. that is going to be a huge struggle. Yeah. And then it gets really bad when both types are kind of in the average misalignment all the way to the um, out of alignment. It really doesn't matter what types. So you could have a type one and a type one marriage. And they see the world in the same perspective, but if one is healthy Mm -hmm. and one is unhealthy, it's just going to be really rough. So So that's why I really don't want people to focus on which combination they should be with more, do your own work and let that be the overflow into the relationship.
0: Mm. That's really helpful. That's really, really helpful. Cause I think people could, well, and especially I'm, Single, not married, and so I think I can get in my head about like, well, what type, what type should I date? Like, who would be the best match for yeah. me as a two? And, and it is, it's like, no, if I'm healthy and living in my best self, yeah. I'm just gonna pray that God would provide someone that's in that same place mm-hmm. in life as mm-hmm. well, whether yeah. they have any. Because
1: he life. knows, because marriage is iron sharpening iron. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you can get out of that, people. Yeah.
1: Um, but you want to, God will bring to you the person and the type and their story and Mm -hmm. all the giftings that they have. It's not just about the Enneagram. It's everything that you need for your own sanctification and growth. Mm -hmm. Again, the whole point is, are you willing to do your own work? Right. Or is it us focusing on the other person? What the other person would just be this way. I would be fine, Mm -hmm. which is how we all think to begin with. It doesn't work. Just trust me after 24 years. (laughs) You can try to change that person and they might change. And then you realize, because this is actually what my being the nine and being moldable, okay? Mm-hmm. My husband wasn't like trying to change me as in like I was some bad person, but we mm-hmm. all wanna do that, right? Like, oh, yeah. they would just be like whatever, <laughs> just be like me. Um, but then what I realized is as I was molding into this person he was trying to create,
0: uh-huh. it
1: was not what he was wanting. And it's true. Mm-hmm really what he wanted was for me to be the best, healthiest version of myself apart from him and solely dependent on Christ. That is when he really is enjoying my presence and just the fullness of what he's always seen in me. So again, guys, it's all about doing your own work and prayerfully, and hopefully your spouse or your friends will do their work. And when that happens, you guys will really come together seamlessly Mm -hmm. and have an amazing relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so encouraging. Yeah. Like what a weight, like for us to hear that for anyone listening, like that's such a weight lifted off of like, God is sovereign over your relationships, yep. but do the work. Yeah.
1: For yourself. And yep. if you are in a relationship that your spouse isn't doing well, mm-hmm. and it, you may be like, you know what? It has been like this for a long time and you don't have hope that it will change. honestly, we don't know what God's going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put it like a damper on it, but let's just say for whatever reason, your spouse isn't going to get any better. That doesn't preclude you from having a joyful, abundant life. Because when you're connected to that spring of living water, yes, you're still going to be struggling on earth with that relationship and all that it entails, but you're going to have the strength and the understanding, the compassion and the relationship with Christ. You're going to be plugged in there Mm-hmm. And so he will give you the strength. He will give you the wisdom, the insight, the energy to, mu- to push through that relationship and allow you to have this humble stance instead of trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. You are praying, waiting, depending on him to do his work. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, you can't change people. You really can't. Right. Right. And the more you try, the more this doesn't work. Whereas if you are a non-anxious presence, in any relationship with your parent, um, you're a spouse, you're the child of a parent who's struggling. If you have a non-anxious present, cause you totally rely on the sovereignty of God and you're just there in a loving capacity that itself can change things. Mm-hmm. And so just keep staying connected to the spring of living water and it will dramatically change everything else in your life.
2: Mm. Great. Yes. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. I think um, we need to gift the new series and book to like every one of our brides. Really? Yes. Going <laughs> like, in. This. Yes. Like yes. here, here's
1: the book. You must get yep. this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it will
1: really. And that's the thing. So the marriage book is so it's gonna be great. There's two parts of it. There's the front part and the back part. The front part is how to become us, right? So mm-hmm. it's part of our story, but it's talking about um, how the gospel, well, we talk about the interim, obviously, but how the gospel answers your core longing. Um, for the, for your type, but also how to have good communication with one another, how to do conflict, what family of origin was probably like for you as your type. um, And then how like dreaming together, like becoming your best selves together. Then the back of the book is this kind of resource section where like, so for the type, so type three and a type six marriage, right? So Mm -hmm. the type three will look in at the type three section, there's going to be four pages of understanding me. That's what it's called understanding me. And it's going to tell you about yourself. And then the next two pages is understanding them. So that's Mm -hmm. where your husband would read about you. Now, obviously he's going to read all six pages and you're going to read all six pages, Mm -hmm. but it gives the language to that person. Like Mm -hmm. here's how your wife sees the world and this is where she gets activated. Here's how to encourage her. Here's what she's at her best. And so he can now know how to come alongside you. And so that's the in the and then you would do the same with the type 6, you know, section. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that book is just going to be this amazing resource on how to become us, but also how to utilize the Enneagram. So, yes, you yes. should have it in your store.
0: <laughs> book with purchase, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We'll just we'll just get a wholesale account. Yeah. <laughs> have, like, out <laughs> out <books. laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's awesome. Because I'm sure it will also address that the fears and the concerns that mm-hmm. each type bring into the marriage as well. Absolutely. And, and how to how to process those mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. encourage people. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. To come alongside each other, like you said. And the video series it will be even more oh, I like incredible. It-
0: amazed that you're like i'm like that is oh my gosh yes that's incredible it's a huge
1: feat and and the funny thing is is like we're not gonna like you could nuance it like like to the point where so i did the marriage book which was one thing and then harper collins asked me to do the nine right and Mm -hmm. to bring in common content throughout all nine but then also change the type specific content Mm -hmm. was already organizationally like you know okay this is big and then god called us to do 45 and i'm like okay lord (laughs) <laughs> stop. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. I please don't call me to like 81 or, you
2: know, Yeah.
1: so anyway, but we just laugh, but it is, yes. it is the more that we can speak the gospel in the, in the dialect or the mother tongue of that person in yeah. their type, the more they're going to hear it, understand it and be set free. So that's really what we're trying to mm-hmm. get at. Yes. Mm.
0: So good. So good. I know. I feel like we could we have questions about like, what are each type's fears and concerns and strengths yeah. in a relationship, but we could totally dive into exactly um, but part of It's like, I'm like, just get the books, get, <laughs> get, book. yes. get the book, get the course. Yes. You'll, yes, you'll honestly. learn so much. Yeah. Well, and maybe, maybe a better way. So we can like touch on it briefly. Um, Cause there's triad. So maybe it's more speaking of like the number groups and kind of what, they bring strength and fear wise um, Mm -hmm. into marriage and relationships. So we can like Mm kind of clump it together and touch on triad stuff for a second too.
1: Yeah. So the triads, um, we all think, feel, and act. So Mm -hmm. there are three different, there are three triads or three ways to uh, lump the the nine types into three categories. Mm -hmm. So you have the feeling triad, the thinking triad, and the gut triad. Um, The twos, threes, and fours are in the feeling triad and they, struggle with uh, shame and a desire for significance or a certain identity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they'll do it differently. So the twos are feeling everyone else's feelings and they want to be seen as the most helpful, kind, mm-hmm. supportive person. And they struggle with the feeling of shame that they're rejected. Um, and so they do in order for people to see and, and reflect back to them that they're appreciated and that there's gratitude. That's when they feel loved. It was when people yeah. say stuff. Um, And so it's a give to get system when they're not doing well, but Mm -hmm. when they're doing well and they're filled up with, you know, the spring of blaming water, they give out of an overflow. Mm -hmm. And they're not needing it in return because they already have it. Mm -hmm. Um, The threes are, um, they struggle feeling that they are inadequate. They're inefficient, that they'll be exposed for not being successful and admirable. So they're constantly wanting the image that they're the most admirable successful they think that they'll only be loved if they achieve certain tasks or goals or missions or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and that people see it. So you'll find that they'll actually kind of give you their daily resume, life resume. Um, because if you weren't there to see it or witness it, why would you love them? Mm -hmm. They need you to know what they accomplished so that you will be like, oh, you're so amazing. Um, (laughs) because how do they know they're lovable? you know, unless you see it and say something. Now, when they're filled up with a spring of living water, that's actually not true. They realize, oh, wait, all of his accomplishments are my accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I am loved for right where I'm at because I have all the accomplishments I need based off of him. I don't need to do it anymore myself. I don't have to be this human doing. I can be a human being. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean stop doing. No, we want you to be the healthiest version of a three where you're actually helping, encouraging on the be- behalf of others. Mm. So you are their cheerleader, you're supporting them. It's not about just you. It's about the group, the family, the, mm-hmm. the, the people around you. And that's a really beautiful space. The fours, um, oh, and then the, sorry, the twos, like I said, feel everyone else's feelings. The threes actually push their feelings aside um, because it can get in the way of doing the next thing and being accomplished um so they actually can have a hard time accessing their own emotions fours on the other hand of the opposite they feel all of their emotions and they're very aware of all their, their emotions they can tell you all of them at, you know like yes this is all of them right now mm. um, and they struggle with shame thinking there's something defective and flawed in them mm. and that they um they they admire or they actually envy other people because they think other people have the qualities that they lack. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like there's a missing piece in a puzzle for them, like right in the middle. And you know, when you look at a puzzle that has a missing piece, it's like, uh, eh, it could have been great, but it's not, that's how they feel about <laughs> themselves. Now, of course, the rest of us see the fours and go, no, that's so not true, yeah. but that's how they feel. And they want to, the significance they want <clears throat> is for people to see them as, special, unique,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, uh, to be known. A lot of times they feel very misunderstood, but that's where Christ really comes in. Christ knit them together in their mother's womb, knows them perfectly better than they even know themselves. Mm -hmm. And he loves them for exactly who they are. Um, now we move into the thinking triad, which is the five, six, and sevens. They struggle with fear or anxiety and they want or desire security. Mm -hmm. So The type fives, what their struggle is, is they, they fear not having enough knowledge, being incompetent, um, being depleted of all their energy and resources. So Mm -hmm. they think to get security means to get all the knowledge of the world about everything, all the details. So they love to conceptualize, pull things apart, observe, and know at least a little bit of everything. And if not specialize in one or two or three areas. Mm-hmm. Now they think that's going to make them secure. But as we all know, there's a never ending world of knowledge. So they mm-hmm. never quite feel like they're able to move forward. And that's where we get into specifically for FIs, What does it mean to assert yourself, to have confidence that you actually have a lot more knowledge than most of us mm-hmm. and how to believe it and to move forward mm-hmm. and to have true security. Okay. Um, the 6s they're your worst case scenario thinkers. They, um, and, and when I say that it, it's the whole gamut of anywhere between, um, what's the possibility of happening? Like mm-hmm. there could be yeah. this, 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 and this could happen. There could be this, but don't forget about that. What about this? Mm-hmm. So they have an internal committee that is chiming in from all sorts of perspectives. Mm-hmm. What happens is this causes internal doubt and confusion mm-hmm. and they feel security comes outside of them by getting advice or learning from outside resources that they trust.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the sevens, they fear being trapped in emotional pain, mm-hmm. uh, being limited, bored, missing out on something fun. Mm-hmm. And they think security comes from moving outward into stimulating activities or thought processes, anything that is positive moving yeah. forward. Yeah. That to them feels like security. Then you get into the gut center, which is the eights, nines, and ones, and they struggle with um, anger Mm -hmm. and they desire justice. Now Mm -hmm. side note. So a little um, asterisk here, Uh, (laughs) the nines do not um, think they have anger and same with the ones. And -hmm. I'll explain that here in just a little bit. The eights know they have anger. (laughs) (laughs) They're aware. They're very aware. (laughs) And what it feels like to them is all three of these are like a two liter Diet Coke. The eights are a two liter Diet Coke without a lid on it. And life and circumstances are like a mento being thrown in and it instantly explodes, right? (laughs) And
2: it's not,
1: it's not like, let me think about this. So when they see an injustice or some, someone's getting harmed, they Uh don't think about it. They react. Uh It's a visceral response. And so if some of you are thinking, well, just control yourself. I mean, it's like, if your hand goes on a stove. You don't think, let me pull my hand off. You do it, right? And so, yes, there are ways that AIDS can learn to pull back a little bit, but Mm -hmm. we also have to understand where this is a really good thing and how their heart is very tender, big-hearted, compassionate. Mm -hmm. But for them, it is very reactive. And they want justice. And what I mean by justice is they don't want to see anyone harmed, betrayed, and at the mercy of injustice, especially themselves and their inner circle. And so you will see them rise up and take care of others in that way. Mm. Now the nines, again, they don't think they have anger. Think of (laughs) anger as a beach ball and they're, you know, swimming in the pool and they push the beach ball down in water and they're just smiling like, this is so fun. Isn't life great? Everything is wonderful. Well, that beach ball is there. And eventually that beach ball is going to go popping out of the water. Yeah. And so think about the nine as a two liter Coke as well with the lid tightly on. And they are trying to keep that lid as tight as possible. But life and circumstances shake it up and there's all that pressure inside. Now you won't see it on the outside, but in the inside, depending on how things are going, if they're being bothered, annoyed, whatever, asked to do things they don't want to do, they're not going to maybe show it on the outside but on the inside, they're like, can you please just leave me alone? I want to go back to peace and harmony. So what you'll see is they will withdraw, kind of like taking that diet coke and putting it on a shelf mm-hmm. somewhere. Like, if oh, I just let it sit here. Maybe that pressure will go away
2: mm-hmm. because
1: they're so afraid that it's going to open and explode everywhere. Kind of like that beach ball coming up. Mm-hmm. And rarely, but it does. And when it does, people are like, what just happens. Yeah. Because the anger is there, but they don't want to admit it because they're afraid of losing relationship with others. Yeah. Last but not least, the type ones, type ones, fear being wrong, bad, evil, and corruptible. Mm -hmm. And so to them, anger is that. And so Mm -hmm. they don't want that. So what they do is they have the lid on, but it's slightly off. Okay. So you know how you just have it slightly screwed, unscrewed. Mm -hmm. And people are shaking it and life is shaking it and the world is shaking it with all the imperfections of the world. Mm -hmm. And it starts to spew out on the side, right? So it's kind of leaking out and that's where they're being nitpicky, critical, judgmental and those kinds of things. And other people, it lands on them in a kind of a harsh way, but Mm -hmm. to them, they're not overtly angry. So they think they're okay, but others feel the anger seething outward. Um, and they desire, I'm sorry, I should go back to nine, but I will just second, they <laughs> desire justice uh-huh. in the way of what is right, what is ethical, what is moral, what is accurate. Yeah. The nines want justice and everyone come to the table. I want everyone to be loved, known, seen, received, welcomed, belong. Mm-hmm. And when I see people are being pushed aside or inconsiderate or rude or hurtful, mm-hmm. that is going to really tip off a nine. Mm-hmm. So those are the triads and a rough description of all nine types.
0: Yeah. That's wow. amazing. Yes. You got that down to an art. You do. I'm amazed. <laughs> I, <laughs> do I do, do it. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. Well, I keep done this the time. Yeah.
2: Too.
0: Oh yes. man. That's amazing though. And hopefully if this is like first time Enneagram mm-hmm. listeners, that kind of helps them say like, oh yeah, that's where a lot of my fear is based out of or yes. that. Yeah. I think that's that captures. So yeah.
1: That's just the tip. So if people. You're like, okay, I think I heard two or three numbers. Yeah, not really yeah. sure. First step would be to get the PDF mm-hmm. in the second step of my free assessment to do that. Then maybe go to Instagram, mm-hmm. look at all the numbers, maybe listen to the stories that I have on the highlights. Yeah, um, And then if you're like, I'm still not sure, and you're ready to spend a little bit of money, take the free assessment or get the coupon code through you all
0: yeah.
1: and do the Discovering uh, Discovering you course, and you'll be amazed yes. how much you're gonna learn. Mm.
2: Yes, I mean so. I learn more every story you post, yeah. and every time I read something else, it's mm-hmm. just like a little tiny person snuck into my head and <laughs> all my thoughts. <laughs>
1: yeah, <because laughs> everyone's yeah. like, "How does it know me so well?" And then I'll have like a bit emoji like on yeah. my direct messages, yeah. and yeah, so when someone it. says that, I'll post it, and it's a. Uh, and this is only in direct messages, but it's me in their mailbox going, "Hey,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm so your, good.
1: yes, I'm reading your mail <laughs>
2: yeah. right here, right here. <laughs> yes, it's so awesome, oh, such good information. I know, like we could sit here for hours I know. today. We do, <laughs> we could, but but we won't. We won't. We won't take up any <laughs> any more time, but we could all day long. Truly, yes, yes, yeah, and then we could because
1: and it's so fun. And I just hope that <sighs> what people are recognizing is that yes. Uh, There are a lot of people out there that are misusing the Enneagram Yeah, and I'm sorry, even though it's not my fault, but I'm (laughs) sorry if you've been wounded or hurt by the way people use it, but really it's designed to be this very powerful, insightful tool to help you to become your best, most authentic self in Christ, Mm -hmm. to be the most at rest in who and how God designed you and to live out that gifting, that there's nothing wrong with how God designed you. Mm. But yes, we're on this side of the fall and there are ramifications for not living yeah. in alignment with the gospel. Mm. And, but when you're in Christ, you are already taken care of, you're safe, secure. You cannot get out of his grip. Okay. Mm. So even when you're misaligned or out of alignment doesn't mean your relationship status has changed. In fact, he has even more love and compassion because Romans 5, 8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ came for us. It wasn't like clean yourself up and then come to him. No. So when you're not doing well, all the more come to him. He is right there and he will bring radical transformation to your life.
0: Girl. Yes. I'm like, (laughs) this could not be a better like that. I'm like, you are just our heart out of our chest right now. This is the best.
2: I love it. Yes.
1: Well, Thanks guys for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Oh,
2: we love it. Um, so we ask this of every guest on our podcast. Thank Thank this you. is the okay. finale. <laughs> okay. Our mantra here at twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What is the foundation of your joy, Beth?
1: I think pretty much all that I just said. I mean, yeah. and, and yeah. it's not just to be cheesy and stuff, but I really struggled in life. Like as a nine. So every type has a thought that is constantly in there that we think is true. Mm -hmm. Um, so for the type two, it is, if I serve and help and give, then I'll be good. And okay. Mm -hmm. The three is if I achieve and people see my success and I do well, then I'm okay. Well, and a lot of times types are like, well, yeah, it's not true. You know, like fours are like, if I'm authentic and real, Mm -hmm. then I'm okay. And I have fours going, but that is true. And I'm like, well, let me tell you mine. And then they laugh (laughs) because everyone laughs at the nines because it's like, okay, that is so not possible. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) So the nines is if everyone else is good and okay, Mm -hmm. then I'm good and okay. Well, once you become a parent or a spouse, all bets are off. Like no one is good and okay. right? Right. Or if you work in a workplace, I mean, so basically as sad nines, like we're never good and okay because no one else is good and okay. No one's happy. Like There's always something. And so we're trying to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. I was stuck in that rut of trying harder and harder to the point where I would be in the grocery store having panic attacks because I would listen to all the voices of you need to feed your kids this way and all the Pinterest stuff and all the, and then there's what my kids are saying and what they want. Right. Like, They want the opposite. And then what our budget can afford. Right. I mean, there's all these competing things. I'm like, I can't make everyone happy, but I felt so stuck. Mm. And now I realize that is just a false way of thinking. Mm. And how can I get the needle off of that false groove into the right groove? And Mm. so the right groove, it's not that there's always a perfect answer. It's more like is God sovereign is, am I resting in him and his grace? And from that, those circumstances, though they might not be easy. I can trust that like as a pastor's family, we didn't have the money to get organic this and organic that am I going to trust God with the resources that he has given me Mm. and be okay. And even if my kids don't like the meal, which is so hard for me as a nine, (laughs) it's okay you know, and to trust that. So when I'm talking about what I'm passionate about and how I twirl through life, literally resting in my identity in Christ is everything I have to breathe. If I don't have that, my day is totally a wreck and I'm living out my own strength and it just, it doesn't go
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no joy there. Yeah. There's no joy. So good. So good. Well, you told our listeners a lot at the front end, but just remind them again, um, where they can find you, the projects yeah. you've got coming out this year, all anything you want to share with them. Um, okay. Great. Up, share with yeah.
1: Them. So again, Instagram, we've got over right now, 118,000 followers. So okay. jump in and yeah. it's a great community. It's a sweet it community. Is.
0: Mm-hmm. free
1: content, uh, Insta stories. The next level would be going to the website, taking the free assessments, downloading that free PDF, your um, if you're interested in private coaching or online coaching courses, they're there as well. We have endorsed certified coaches ready for you. Um, they, these are the top ones that I've handpicked. So they are the ones to get together with. Um, and I highly recommend personal coaching because they're going to give you insights that an online course quite can't, but the online courses are obviously at a huge discounted price. Um, and so with the courses guys, discovering you is the first place to start. If you know your type then you can get exploring you. And that is where I take you personally, of course, (laughs) pre-recorded through the five guide sheets. And I break down your personality into bite-sized lessons so you can learn, stretch and grow without becoming overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all from a gospel-centered perspective. So if you really want to know why you do what you do and how to grow, that is the course for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you want to be a coach, which in my world who doesn't (laughs) then we do have a becoming an Enneagram coach course Mm -hmm. and where you can become certified and that is there for you to look at as well. We open registration three times a year. So February, July, and November, and then the marriage course is coming up here in June. Um, We're going to do date nights in five cities, Um, Chicago, Charlotte, Nashville, Atlanta, And it's either Dallas or San Antonio. We're still trying to find the right church to host us, but that will be the summer. And we're going to start to teach the couples how they dance in a way that's hurtful, but then how to dance well. Mm. Um, Of course, not true dancing, right? Like (laughs) relationship (laughs) dynamics. That would be funny. Actually, Jeff and I don't dance. So (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> We're so not really dancing more.
1: people. Don't expect us to dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be but so
1: talking. if you're involved, whether through our newsletters um, or in the Instagram post, you'll see where those dates are and when to register. Um, so that's all coming down the pipeline. And then... Last but not least when the books come out in october 1st is the becoming us november is when the enneagram collection from HarperCollins is coming out so that's when you can dive into your type through a book journal form so
0: exciting yes oh these are gonna be like the highlights of my year i'm gonna have like
2: countdowns
1: (laughs)
0: 2019
1: okay this is gonna happen here and i need
2: to get this yes we'll have to do
0: some giveaways for our guides absolutely that would be so fun Yeah. yeah absolutely uh, thank you so much, Beth. This was thank you guys. absolutely amazing. Yes, absolutely amazing. I feel like we gained so much. I'm like, if we, we not, gained so much, I know that everyone that listens to this podcast is well, just so much yeah. so, excited. Can't wait to hear from you guys on what other people say. That'll be so yes. fast. We're so excited. So, th- for those listening, tell us what you think about all of this once you've listened.
2: Leave yes, a review, yes.
0: go say hi to Beth on Instagram, mm-hmm. all the things. So yes. awesome. So, so Thank awesome. Thank you, Beth. Thank, Thank you for you your so time and,
2: and your gifts that you're sharing. Yeah, thanks, the world.
0: It's a thanks. gift and a blessing for sure. Was that not? I mean, your world is rocked, right? Even if you had a concept of the Enneagram coming into this, we, I mean, we did, and she still blew our minds. Just that conversation just felt like permission to take a big deep breath, right? I I hope and pray that is what it felt like to you. Um, guys, we're so excited to be able to offer you so many amazing resources thanks to Beth. I mean, between the things that she already has out and the things coming, you are going to be set for life when it comes to Enneagram resources. Um, but I do want to give you guys the coupon codes for a couple of those resources. So the first one is her Discovering You resource and we have a discount code for 50% off. So if you go to her store on your enneagramcoach.com/store Type in twirl50 at checkout and you'll get that discovering you for 50% off. And then we also have a coupon code for ex- her exploring you course, um, which again go to your coach.com slash exploring you launch. Um, and we have a code for 35% off, so just type in twirl35. At checkout and you will get that for 35% off so again it's twirl 50 for 50% off the discovery new course and then twirl 35 for 35% off of the exploring new course and then also you've got the free assessment link and free PDF download of all nine types of core motivations which guys we are gonna have all of these in our show notes so if you're like oh, I don't have a pen and paper to write all this down or I'm gonna forget no worries. Just go to twirlboutique.com slash podcast and scroll down and you'll find all of this information. So with links and codes and all that good stuff. So if you're like me and you'll hear this and forget about it later, don't worry. Just remember twirlboutique.com slash podcast and we'll get you set up. Um, Beth was so generous to offer all of those codes for you guys, so I hope you will take advantage and invest in that for yourself and for your loved ones' sakes. Um, either take the courses for you, take the courses, encourage the people in your life to take them as well, because you all—we kid you not—the harmony that understanding the Enneagram has brought to our lives and our relationships and our—we have—we make everyone on our team take the Enneagram just so. We understand people. We understand people when they're healthy and when they're not and how we can help course correct their lives alongside ours. Um, Like Beth explained, the Enneagram is our internal GPS and when we're off-roading and when we're driving straight um, and it's just such a gift. Beth has created such a ministry in what she's doing and the Enneagram has blessed us immensely her tools and resources and instagram account and all of the things that she has created for her community is just absolutely life-giving so we are just still over the moon that she was a guest on our podcast and the person that is closing out season one we are deeply deeply grateful and we hope that we are leaving you on a high note guys that you will go and take the time if you have not already to Discover your Enneagram and what that means for your life so that you can live your best self, your best life, because there is so, so, so much freedom when you understand yourself in that way. I can speak from that personally. I know Ty can as well. And we really, truly hope that this, this podcast and hopefully the actions you will take to invest in these resources afterwards, bless your life and bless your relationships. Um, guys, we love you. And that is why we, we want to bring these resources to you is because we love you and we want to serve you and encourage you, um, and just inspire you to, to be your best self because that's, that's what makes living worth it. (laughs) Um, so like I said, uh, follow Beth McCord at your Enneagram Coach on Instagram. And from there, you can find her website, yourenneagramcoach.com, and all of those amazing resources. Again, all of that will be in our show notes, twirlboutique.com slash podcast. Guys, feel free to follow along with us as well on Instagram, at twirllex or at twirltalkpodcast. And if you love today um, or any of the shows in general and you haven't yet, will you please go on to Apple podcast and leave a five-star rating and a kind review. Maybe in the review, tell us what it was that impacted you about today's episode or whatever it may be, because the more reviews and um, ratings that we receive, the more we're able to be in front of people like you um, and hopefully get these resources in front of them to encourage and inspire um, and just make people feel like they're less alone. So guys, we love you. We're so grateful for you. Season one is a wrap and we cannot wait for season two with you guys to come in the fall. Stay tuned. Play catch up. If this is your first episode, you've got 18 others to listen to, um, or listen to your favorites all over again, guys, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We're so grateful for you until next time. We'll talk to you soon.